0: Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Wednesday, December 16th, and uh, just another day ticking away on your to-do list, right? You've probably said to yourself, well, what am I going to do to get these presents ready? What am I going to do to have my uh, holiday celebration with, you know, two to four people? And what am I going to do to help me reach my financial goals? Oh, wait, that third thing? That I can actually help you with. If you have a financial question, investment, tax, education, even career, send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And if you would like to join us on the program, let us know. That is what Kelly did. Kelly is on the line from North Carolina. And Kelly, I would have hardly known that except for that accent of yours. So, what can we do for you?
1: Well, I hope I didn't make it too obvious with the accent, but uh, hey, no, I just wanted to reach out. I've been listening to the show now for about a year, and it's become part of the daily routine, but I figured the best way to get the answers I needed was just to go straight to the source. A little background on myself, I am 27 going on 50, and I say that kind of jokingly because my financial goal is to retire by age 50. Uh, By that point, I want to work because I want to, not because I have to. Uh, that's probably easier said than done because I don't have a wife and kids in the picture right now, but wanted to get a report card from you pretty much to see where I am as far as being on track and what else I can do uh, to make that process reality.
0: Okay, great. So first of all, are you working right now?
1: Yes. So background on myself, I am in sales right now uh, in a tech role. So I'm in the ballpark of about 100000 annually. No debt right now. I have the exception of a primary mortgage and two investment properties. Um, So I'm working to scale the real estate side to get at least one or two properties a year, eventually supplement my full-time income with the the real estate side. Wow,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute. You said you're 27, you own your own house, right? You own a house, your primary. How much is that worth?
1: um, So the primary right now, I can get about 210 on the market and I owe about 180. So I've had it for about a year and a half.
0: Great. Tell me about the rental property. Same deal. Give me the the fair market value and the outstanding mortgage amount.
1: So the the properties are, are pretty inexpensive. Um, just to put it in perspective, one of the mortgages is about $140 a month, but the property value for the first one is $34,000. And I think I've got about $8,000 in equity. And then the same with the second property is now worth $20,000. Um, and I've got about 8000 after doing some renovations this summer.
0: Hold on a second. I don't understand. $34,000 for a house?
1: That's what you get in the South.
0: What? This is <laughs> insanity. Okay. So these are super cheap. They're cash flowing positive. Is that right?
1: Yes. No, even with the pandemic, no problem with uh, paying rent. Everything has still come on time and, and had no issues with the houses.
0: Fantastic. So that is great. And your primary you're happy there? You want to kind of stick around? Is that the game plan?
1: Eventually, it'll become part of the investment portfolio. Um, Mm -hmm. At the time, I told myself I wanted to get my hands on a house because it just made more sense to own rather than rent. It's Mm It's a fairly new property. It's only about four years old, so I haven't had the Uh, you know, the busted water heater or any, you know, HVAC issues or anything like that. So knock on wood, so far, it's been so good.
0: That's fantastic. So let me ask you a question about this. This is uh, kind of intriguing to me. So you've got this income, you're able to buy these rental properties. Uh, Are you contributing to your retirement account?
1: Yeah, so I am maxing out the 6% contribution through my company. Um, I just recently switched that over to a Roth 401k. Um, that was actually one of the questions that I had, but I'll get to that in a second. Outside of that, because my retirement age is going to be 50, uh, I'm working on a, a brokerage account. This is split up between Edward Jones and Robinhood. So it's more towards the Edward Jones side. But when the pandemic hit, I was one of those millennials who got addicted to uh, looking at trading. Everything has been long-term plays. so I'm not looking into options or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have a little bit of a cushion there of about 50,000 and the 401 at work is about Uh, 100000
0: So the 401k was the traditional 401k before you started using the Roth 401k, right? Correct. Okay. And you're putting 6% into the Roth 401k because your company matches up to 6%, correct? That's right. Okay. You have an emergency reserve fund that's not the Edward Jones or the Robinhood accounts?
1: Yes. I've got about eight months saved up for my emergency fund and Mm -hmm. then the, like I said, the equity on the properties too.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, I just interviewed somebody. You'll hear this podcast. Uh, I don't think if this drops before or after this will air, but um, who is a hater of Robin Hood. It did kind of Perk me up a little bit because I'm not a huge fan of it either. I mean, if you want to have a brokerage account, that's fine, but I'm not into gamification of long-term investing. I, I know it's, it's attractive. It's like going down the rabbit hole and seeing where everyone in high school is on Facebook, but it's like, you know, you feel icky after you've done that. So I put that out there as a warning. I get the game plan. I get that you want to do the rental property. I think you could be putting more into your retirement account. I think you should be putting more money into the Roth 401k, not that say that you're in a low tax bracket, but you probably have some good write-offs because of the rental property. It sounds like if you're doing a hundred grand a year right now and you're 27, you're probably going to be making more money in the future. So I like using that Roth and I think that Roth would be great for you you know, I'm not such a huge fan of going crazy and buying so much rental property because it's like any other asset class. Essentially, you know, I don't want you to be overextended in any one asset class, unless, you know, you really think, you know, Kelly, that this is something you're going to do, you know, when you're 50, is it you're going to be the landlord and the management company all rolled into one. So I really would want you to focus on that Roth 401k. Do you think that you could uh, make that happen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that was um, something else that I just uh, recently figured out. I guess that it was a question and I, I was one of those that you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. with the, the Roth, I just spoke to the um, brokerage company and they mentioned that there's about 57,000 right now that could be converted to a Roth 401. I know that would be a, a big tax implication. So I wonder Is it worth splitting, you know, maybe half of that for 2020 and then the other half for 2021 from a tax standpoint?
0: I mean, look, I don't think you need to convert anything. I think that you just put new money into the Roth. I mean, you can put up to $19,500 into a Roth 401k. So I don't think you have to take the tax hit right now and convert it. But I do think that it makes sense that you bump up your Roth. In other words, instead of 6%, I'd max out the Roth 401k. You you know, in a few years, you're going to be, you know, you're, you're going to be flipping. You're going to all of a sudden say like, oh, my Roth 401k is worth way more than my traditional and leave the traditional alone. Okay. I just want to say that your dog is incredibly cute. The piercing eyes are like intoxicating. So I love your doggy, and it's on the website. We're going to make that happen.
1: Yeah. I I figured he would seal the deal so that I would be able to get on air pretty soon. So I, I, Blue, I appreciate your help today.
0: (laughs) Thank you to Blue. Hey, Kelly, thanks so much. If you need anything else in the future or something else comes up, don't forget we're here for you. So let us know. Okay.
1: Okay, we'll do. Thank you so much, guys.
0: Great, and thanks for joining us. If you like Kelly, want to be on the air with us, send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Or if you're poking around the website probably because you're signing up for our free weekly newsletter or maybe you're just capturing the website address so you can send it to all your friends so they can subscribe to this podcast, which is an excellent idea. You can always hit the contact button. It's right there. Don't worry. We're here for you. And as always, Please remember to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing, and please put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.